Psalm 40, the choir master, a psalm of David. I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined to me and heard my cry. He drew me up from the pit of destruction, out of the merry long, and set my feet upon a rock, making my steps secure. He put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. Blessed is the man who makes the Lord his trust, who does not turn to the proud, to those who go astray after a lie. You have multiplied, O Lord my God, your wondrous deeds and your thoughts towards us. More can compare with you. I will proclaim and tell of them, yet they are more than can be told. In sacrifice and offering you have not delighted, but you have given me an open ear. Burnt offering and sin offering you have not required. Then I said, Behold, I have come. In the scroll of the book it is written of me. I delight to you your will, O my God. Your law is within my heart. I have told the glad news of deliverance in the great congregation. Behold, I have not restrained my lips. As you know, O Lord, I have not hidden your deliverance within my heart. I have spoken of your faithfulness and your salvation. I have not concealed your steadfast love and your faithfulness from the great congregation. As for you, O Lord, you will not restrain your mercy from me. Your steadfast love and your faithfulness will ever preserve me. For evils have encompassed me beyond number. My iniquities have overtaken me, and I cannot see. They are more than the hairs of my head. My heart fails me. But please, O Lord, to deliver me. O Lord, have haste to help me. Let those be put to shame and disappointed altogether, who sneak to snatch away my life. Let those be turned back and brought to dishonor, who delight in my hurts. Let those be appalled because of their shame, who say to me, Aha, aha. But may all who seek you rejoice and glad, be glad in you. May those who love you, love your salvation, can continually. Great is the Lord. As for me, I am poor and needy, but the Lord takes thought for me. You are my help and my deliverer. Do not delay, O oh my God. Thank you, Jasmine. Good morning again, everyone. Happy 15th anniversary, Bridge Church. I have been losing my voice this week, so hopefully it holds out for a few more minutes. Uh, I won't talk too long today because we don't have time and I don't have a voice for it. So I don't know about you, but I've been so encouraged just having this chance to look back and hear from different people who have been part of the church over the years to see the slideshow and remember the things that God has done for us. 
I've actually learned some new things about the bridge through seeing these videos. Like, I, I did not know that the bridge started in a flat in Coastal Skyline. It would be a little bit hard for us to squeeze into a flat in Coastal Skyline now. <laughs> uh, and that's an exciting thing. You know, over the past 15 years, the bridge has been through a lot of ups and downs. We saw a lot of them in the slideshow. It reminded us of some of the awesome outreach events that we've had here at the church, uh, some potlucks and baptisms where we got to celebrate and hang out together, but then also tough times like COVID. But God has remained faithful throughout all of it. And the past few weeks, we've been reflecting on and remembering God's faithfulness as we get ready to celebrate our anniversary. We've seen that God's faithfulness didn't just start 15 years ago when the Bridge Church started, that actually he's always been faithful. And someday, there will probably be a day, hopefully sometime long, long, far out in the future, but there will most likely be a day where the Bridge Church no longer exists. And on that day, God will still be faithful. Because even though this local church won't exist anymore, his promises are still true. He still cares for his people. His kingdom still wins in the end. And so we've been celebrating God's faithfulness because God is a God who is faithful. And throughout our series, looking at God's faithfulness, we've seen a lot of different things about God's faithfulness. We've talked about some proper responses to God's faithfulness. But there's one more proper response to God's faithfulness that we see in Psalm chapter 40 that we haven't looked at yet in this series. So we're going to take just a couple minutes today to look at this response. And we'll see that the proper response to God's faithfulness is to share it with others. The proper response to God's faithfulness is to share it with others. We'll see David's response, how he shared, and who he told. But first, let's pray. Father, we thank you again for the chance to celebrate together today. We thank you that you are a God who is faithful all the time and that we can celebrate your faithfulness all the time. But we thank you for this special season to be able to just really focus on it and remind ourselves of your faithfulness. God, I pray today as we look at your word that you would be speaking to us, that you'd be sending your Holy Spirit to, to empower us to respond in obedience and love for you and love for our neighbors. God, teach us through your word today. Speak to us now. In Jesus' name, amen. So the first thing we see when we look at Psalm chapter 40 is David's response. It starts out by saying that David waited patiently for God's help, and then God came through for him. Whenever I read these first couple lines, I always remember the U2 song. I don't have a voice today, so I'm not going to try singing it for you. But if you know it, I'm sure it's playing in your head right now. I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined and heard my cry. He lifted me up out of the pit, out of the miry clay. David was facing this really difficult situation. He prayed to God, and God answered his prayer. And then in response to God stepping in to rescue him, David says that he sings a new song to God. And this is a right response to God's faithfulness. Singing and praising God is a right response to God's faithfulness, but it's also one we've already looked at a couple times in this series on God's faithfulness. So if you want to hear more about that, we have the recordings from the past few weeks online. You can go listen to those. But there's one other response that David has to God's work for him in Psalm chapter 40 that we haven't really looked at in this series. And it's that God's faithfulness leads David to share about that faithfulness with others. 
God's faithfulness leads David to share about that faithfulness with others. In verse three, it says, many will see what God has done for David and it will lead them to put their trust in the Lord. How are they gonna see what God has done for David? How is that gonna happen? It's gonna happen because David tells them about it. They see it as David sings of it in verse three, but it's not just in verse three that we see this. We also see in verse five, David says, I will respond to God's wonderful deeds by proclaiming them, by telling people of him. He actually says in verse five, God's wonderful deeds are so amazing that you can't count them all. There's no way to make a comprehensive list of all the amazing and wonderful things that God has done. But David's gonna start with the ones that he knows about, the ones that he's aware of. And he's gonna tell the people that he has a chance to share with about the wonderful things that God has done in his life. And I know for many Christians in today's world, the idea of sharing our faith, sharing about God with other people can be a really scary and intimidating idea. And so I wanna point out two things this morning that hopefully can help us make this part of our lives today. And the first thing is how David shared. How did David share about God's faithfulness? Well, he did it by simply telling his story. You know, in our world today, the general attitude is you can believe whatever you want about God as long as you leave me out of it, as long as you don't try to convince me that you're right, as long as you don't try to push it on me. You believe what you want and leave me alone. And it gets really tricky when you come to a church service on Sunday and your pastor says that it's good to share with people about God and then you go out the rest of the week and you feel like you're maybe doing something wrong if you try to do that. Anyone ever experienced that? You don't have to put your hands up. <laughs> but it's just the cultural air we breathe in that it feels like we shouldn't be doing this. And there can also be times where we maybe want to share our faith, but then we have these questions like, what if they ask me questions and I don't know the answer, or I don't have the right answer? We can feel afraid, we can feel inadequate, and it leaves us feeling overwhelmed and keeps us silent. But look what David's sharing consists of in this psalm. He's simply sharing what God has done for him. He says, I was in a place where my life was in danger and God brought me out of the danger to a place of safety. He's not trying to start a theology debate. He's not trying to use logic to back them into a corner so they'll be like, fine, fine, I agree, your God is real, whatever. He's simply sharing his story about what God has done for him and letting them come to their own conclusion about what to do with it. So if you're someone who feels like, I wanna share my faith with others, but then you tend to get scared of doing it, this can be a great way to actually start. Just think about what has God done for you and who can you tell about it? You know, did you have a time in your life where God got you a job? Who can you tell about it? Kids, has God ever gotten you through a hard time at school? Yeah, who can you tell about it? Did God give you a family? Did he heal you from a disease? Did he sustain you through a hard time? What has God done for you? And who can you tell about it? You can start by simply sharing your story with others. And if you're like, oh, well, Eric, I actually, I don't have any stories 
of what God has done for me. If you are a Christian, you have a story. You can start by simply sharing the story of how you became a Christian. There's a really easy format for figuring out that story. First, who was I before? Second, how did I become a Christian? And third, how is my life different now? You can just sit down for a couple minutes, write out two or three main ideas under each of those, and you have a story to share with others. So if you're a Christian, who can you share your story with this week? And if you're here and you're not a Christian, we are so glad that you're here. You are welcome here. We want you to be here. And let me tell you, there are a lot of Christians here who are all here because God has done amazing things for them, like he did for David in Psalm chapter 40. And after service, we're going to have lunch together today. We want to invite you, stick around, come eat with us, get to know some people, and just ask them their stories. What has God done for you? I think, I hope that you'll be encouraged as you hear that God is really at work in the lives of the people here. So if you're a Christian, sharing your story can help others learn that they can trust God just like you. But if you look at the passage, we see that there's, it's not just with non-Christians or unbelievers that David's sharing. We also want to look at who he shares with, who he tells. See, David shares with people who don't know God, who haven't trusted in him, but he also shares the story of what God's done with people who have trusted in God already. If you look at verse three, he says, many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. So presumably there are people who don't trust in God, who will hear about what David has done, and then because they've heard it, they will trust in God. But then in verse nine and 10, he says, I've told the glad news of deliverance in the great congregation. And then in verse 10, I've not concealed your steadfast love and your faithfulness from the great congregation. This great congregation that he's referring to, it's basically the ancient equivalent of a church service. So he's sharing with people who don't know God. He's sharing with people who do know God. And I think if we want to be faithful at sharing with others about what God has done for us, sharing with the people right here in this room can be a great place to start. And that's for three reasons. First, if you are a Christian, hearing about what God has done in the lives of other people encourages and strengthens your own faith. Sometimes we have people from the church come up front and share stories about what God's done for them. And I always find it so encouraging when that happens because it reminds me, you know, God really is at work in people's lives. God really is still doing things today in our world. And if he's doing these things for them, I can trust him and hope in him to do things in my life as well. I already trust in God, but it encourages me to trust him even more. Second, the reality back in David's day and today is that not everyone who shows up in a church service on Sunday morning is necessarily a Christian. If you think that you are a Christian just because you show up in church, try sitting in a garage for a little bit and see if you become a car. That's not how it works, right? Being a Christian isn't about showing up and being in a certain place. It's about having a relationship with God, trusting in him, loving him, following him with your life. So by coming here and sharing with the people in this room about what God has done for your life, there's a good chance that you're actually going to be sharing with some people who haven't trusted in God yet, that you'll be sharing the good news with non-Christians and encouraging them to trust in God. And then third, the more we practice sharing about what God's done for us in a safe place, like a church service, with our church friends, 
the more natural it is for us to talk about what God's done outside of the church as well. See, I think part of why Christians in today's world struggle to share with our non-Christian friends about what God's done in our lives is that we struggle to share with our Christian friends about what God's done in our lives. If you don't have a practice of sharing with your church friends where it's a safe place to share about what God's done, why are you going to feel comfortable doing that around people who don't share your faith? But when we practice with our friends right here and we create these practices of sharing what God's done in our lives, it becomes more natural and normal for us to talk about what God's doing so that as we go out into the rest of our week, we can continue doing that. So by sharing about God's work with, with his equivalent of a church community, David, he's encouraging other believers to trust God more. He's encouraging people who don't know God yet to trust in him. And he's practicing so that it's easier to share with friends from outside that community about God's work in his life. So how about you? When God works in your life, are you aware of what he's doing? Are you aware that it's God at work? You know, that might be a first step for some of us. If you're not aware of what God's doing in your life, it's going to be hard to see it, and it's going to be impossible to tell others about it. But if you're looking for it, where is God at work in my life? You're going to start seeing things. And as you become aware of it, are you sharing it with others so that they can have their faith strengthened as well? What is something that God has done for you in your life that you can share with someone else this week? The reality is that God is constantly at work in our lives. And if we're looking for his work, we're constantly going to have stories to share of what he's doing. And I want to close with a quick word of encouragement for you because right here in Psalm 40, we see God worked and did amazing things in David's life. But God didn't work in David's life because David was some super believer who earned God's goodness towards him through doing the good things. David was a normal guy who did plenty of things wrong, who simply trusted in God when times in his life got tough. In all of human history, there has only been one person who's done enough good things to earn God's blessings for him. And that was Jesus. And Jesus died to give us the blessings that he deserves. So all this to say, don't walk away from the sermon saying, okay, all I have to do for God to love me is tell other people about him and how great he is. No, that's not how it works. If you are a Christian, God already loves you. Even if you've never told anyone about him, he loves you because that's who he is. That's his character. He's good and faithful to us because of his character, not because we've done something to make him love us. But if that is his character, to be good to us, to rescue us, to be faithful to us, to send his son to give us eternal life, then telling others about how great and faithful he is is the most natural and right response possible to what he's done. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. Thank you that you're a God who hears and answers prayer. Thank you that you're a God who's at work in our lives who loves us and cares for us and is faithful to us. God, we pray that we this week would go through our week aware of what you're doing in our lives 
and aware of who we can share with about that. God, I pray that you would use us to be a light in our community, to share with the people around us the good news that there is a God, that he's at work in our world, that he's loving and faithful, and that they can know him too. In Jesus' name, amen.